standing on the promises of Christ my King. Through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Oh, standing on the promises that cannot fail When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail By the living Word of God I shall prevail Standing on the promises of God Oh, standing, standing Standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Oh, standing on the promises I now can see. Perfect present cleansing in the blood for me. Standing in the liberty where Christ makes free. Standing on the promises of God. Oh, standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Oh, yes, standing on the promises of Christ the Lord. Bound to Him eternally by love's strong cord. Overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword. Standing on the promises of God. Oh, yes, standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Oh, yes, standing on the promises, I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Oh, standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Have a seat. There is a name, a name above all others. This name has stood the endless test 
of time this name has changed the lives of untold millions this name is Jesus and this Jesus he's mine his name lives on and shall live on forever while kings and kingdoms shall all pass away he is the lord of all the king of all is living on today men have tried to blot his name from history denying all the many Many great things he has done. I've heard them curse his name. And they say there was no Calvary. Oh, but through it all, his holy name, he lives on. His name lives on and shall live on forever. While kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, He is the Lord of all, the King of all creation. The name of Jesus is living on today. There is a name. A name above all others. This name has stood the endless tests of time. Praise God. This name has changed the lives of untold millions. Praise God. His name is Jesus. And it's Jesus. He's mine. His name lives on and shall live on forever. While kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. He is the Lord of all, the King of all creation. Yes, the name of Jesus is living on today. Amen.
broken from the journey beaten from the struggle straining to see his hand at work in me in the middle of confusion doubts and delusions I wonder if God is even listening when he speaks I know his voice when he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks my heart knows no fear of the peace when he speaks struggling with answers seas of my troubles drowning in the waves of the ocean high in desperate situations present complications I look for a safe place to just run and hide but when he speaks I know can you hear his voice he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks my heart knows no fear of peace when he just take a moment within your spirit take a moment within your mind just say lord whatever it is today whatever through whatever song or whatever it is through whatever testimony or whatever it is through whatever message i am open to you today god i am an open vessel wanting you to make me mold me and shape me to a vessel that is praising you glorifying you but more than that knowing you i'm ready to hear your voice dear god if you're that way today the lord will speak he'll speak through a song he'll speak through a testimony he'll speak through a message but he'll get through if my people that if is a big big word struggling with answers in the seas of our troubles drowning in the waves of the ocean's high in desperate situations present complications I look for a safe place to just run and hide but when he speaks I know his voice when he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks my heart knows no fear all the peace when he speaks and when he speaks i know his precious voice when he speaks my soul does rejoice when he speaks, my heart knows.
Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, holy, holy is He. Oh, holy, holy is He. Sing a new song to Him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of Kings. Yeah. 
mighty Who was and is and is to come With all creation I sing Praise to the King of Kings You are my everything And I will adore you of Elijah declaring the word of the Lord and these are the days of your servant Moses righteousness being restored and though these are days of great trials of famine and darkness and sword still we are the voice in the desert crying prepare ye the way of the lord behold he comes riding on a cloud shining like the sun at the trumpet call lift your voice it's a year of jubilee and out of zion's hill salvation On a cloud shining like the sun at the trumpet call lift your voice it's a year of jubilee out of zion's hill salvation come 
These are the days of Ezekiel. The dry bones becoming as flesh. And these are the days of your servant David rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest. We are the laborers in your vineyard. We are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun at the tropical. Lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee, and out of Zion's hill salvation. Oh, behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun at the tropical. Lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee, out of Zion's hill salvation come. I want to do that second verse again. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones becoming as flesh. Oh, and these are the days of your servant David rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest. The fields are as white in your world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard declaring the word of the Lord. Behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun at the tropical. Just lift your voice, it's a year of jubilee, and out of science is salvation. Oh, behold, he comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun at the tropical. Lift your voice. It's a year of jubilee, and out of science till salvation comes. Oh, yeah. There's no God like Jehovah. 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 Behold, He comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun at the tropical. Lift your voice. It's a year of jubilee, and out of science till salvation comes. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There's no God but Jehovah. 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 There's no 
God but Jehovah. There's no God but Jehovah. There's no God but Jehovah. Behold, He comes riding on a cloud, shining like the sun. At the trumpet call, lift your voice. It's a year of jubilee, and out of Zion till salvation comes. Out of Zion till salvation comes.
I was just seeing if you guys was ready to correct me. So. How many had a great week this week? Don't nobody raise their hands. How many of you prayed for the widows like I asked you to? I said don't raise your hand, Wanda. <laughs> 55 years this week, and she still won't mind me. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? I uh, have had a really bad week and a really good week. I had a demon-possessed truck I've been working on for three weeks. I think I finally got the problem. It's got a computer in it. Yeah. I have trouble spelling computer, let alone working on one. But I found out if you tear enough wires out, you can get to the source of the problem. I uh, had an anniversary this week, had an anniversary dinner to home, no candles, just bologna and bread <laughs> and a cup of soup. It's my anniversary dinner. So at least we didn't forget it this year. So, but we're glad to have some friends of ours here this morning. We appreciate that and appreciate God. I'm up here by faith this morning. I've struggled, Sue, all week long. I've had one word ever since Tim mentioned this to me. And I'm going to try to preach to you on the promises of God. Uh, we become concerned about a lot of things that uh, we worry about, and we worry because we don't trust God. That's what it comes down to. Uh, I'm guilty, and the rest of you are too if you'd raise your hands, although you can sit there and be piety. But uh, I felt the Lord confirmed it when the first song was standing on the promises. But uh, God is very gracious to us. He tells us in His Word that He's not willing that one should perish. No, not one, none. And so if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, some of the things we talk about probably won't make much sense to you because that spot in your heart will be empty. And I would uh, encourage you this morning to uh, think on your heart of what you're holding on to in this life and uh, what that's going to do to you when you come to cross the river of death. And we're all headed for it, young and old alike. Uh, on the day you were conceived in your mother's womb, you started dying. You may not realize that, but that's when your birth date was. And Birth dates always lead to a death date. And uh, I heard Betty, she was talking about the, the signs of the time. Folks, I am so disgusted with a lot of things that have, hello, Grandma. It's good to see you this morning. God bless you. That's uh, Jared's grandmother. She's a good buddy of mine. I, I really appreciate seeing her come in. I'm glad to see Lou back this morning. We've missed her, and there's others that are out. But I want to uh, talk to you. People think that serving God is you're just got your head down the sand. You're just everything. You're in bondage. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. I don't have to do nothing. I'm freeborn twice. I was freeborn in the United States. I wasn't born into slavery. But Satan brought me into slavery when I become accountable for what I was doing. 
And I had to be born again to really be free. And that born again experience comes through what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. For the positive things. We, we've went through this year's drawing to a close. And our country has in many ways lost the meaning of Thanksgiving. We think it's a place to sit down and have a turkey. And uh, maybe a ham or whatever. And uh, my boss brought me, a, which surprised me, a, I finished the truck, the same day I finishes the truck, she comes over and gives me a honey-baked ham. She gives me the honey-baked ham. I call her that night to give her thanks for it. And I told her, I said, Carolina, I said, I really appreciate that ham, but I said, I can't accept it. She said, what do you mean you can't accept it? I said, I'm Jewish. <laughs> she don't know what to do with me to begin with, okay? So... She said, oh, Bill, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Her husband's standing alongside of me, and he is cracking up. He said, you're the first Jewish hillbilly I ever seen. <laughs> but you can have fun as a Christian. We have to place our priorities on what Christ means to us and on the promises of God, how that uh, we're relying upon God. My life is not my life. I like to say my life. But it's not my life. It belongs to Christ. I'm purchased by the blood of the Lamb of God, and I stand upon His promises. One of His promises that, that comes to me so dearly is there where he, Paul tells Paul, he said, Paul, in every circumstances, I'm paraphrasing now, so don't nobody write me letters, send me notes, or call, phone calls. I, he says, Paul, my grace is sufficient. Whatever comes along, he said, my grace can get you through it. I promise you, Paul, that my grace will be there when you're in your time of trouble. I have been in trouble when I didn't even know I was in trouble. And when I look back, I can see that God's grace was standing right there with me. The Holy Spirit had built a shield around me like he did for David. David said, you come to me with sword and shield. But he said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. You and I have a right to, to be joyful and be uh, 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 happy in this day that we're living in, this time that we're living in, because when the Bible tells us when these things are coming to pass, for us to lift up our heads because our redemption is drawing nigh. He said he would never leave us. He would never forsake us. These are promises. And God's word, God cannot lie. If God ever lie, the heaven will fold itself up and eternity will be no more. I, 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 the Bible says in Romans, the 32nd, 1st, 9th, 8th chapter, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Amen. You say, preacher, I've lost a child. God's grace is sufficient. Preacher, I've lost my mom and dad this year. God's grace is still sufficient. I've lost my husband. I've lost my wife. I've lost my job. I've lost everything. He that hath Christ in his heart hath all the promises of God. 
in him is yea and there is no nay in him. God wants the best for you and he wants you to be joyful. A lot of us are sick today. A lot of us are hurting. A lot of us are under different pains and circumstances. But the fact of the matter is, if you would get the joy of the Lord down in your heart, you would find out that the scriptures in the book of Proverbs would come alive. The Bible said a merry heart or a joyful heart doeth good like a medicine. Amen. You can't feel bad and laugh at the same time. You cannot do it. Say, oh, I'll be so embarrassed if people would laugh at me and, and I'd just make a fool out of myself. I'd be a clown. Honey, paint me up with a green nose, uh, with red lipstick and put a clown suit on me. If it'll forward the cause of Christ, I'll be happy in it. People are going, uh, uh, dying and going to hell because we don't have enough joy in our hearts. And we don't stand. We, every time something goes wrong, oh my goodness, I've lost my job. I'll have to mortgage my house. Why don't you wait till they start to take it and let God work? Oh, preacher, you ain't never been out of work. Honey, I could tell you stories. In 1963, I think it was 63, don't laugh, Five. I'm getting just like you. 1965, I had a wreck, a bad wreck. wasn't a Christian. was coming from a place that I shouldn't have been, doing things that I shouldn't have done, and driving when I shouldn't have been driving. They cut me out of the truck and took me out of there and thought I was dead when they were taking me out of the truck. I went to the hospital. They took me, uh, I, I guess I moaned or something. I don't remember the wreck. But I, I remember uh, uh, in the hospital, uh, a black lady that was there that wanted to tie me to the bed and let Wanda take a broom to me. <laughs> she was a nurse. Oh, man, she eat me up. But in this catastrophe, a 10-year-old girl got up in Harlan, Kentucky and asked prayer for her brother-in-law. Now you got to remember, almost every bone in my legs and my hands and, and, my, and my chest was crushed and the steering wheel had went through me, it broke off and went through me. And I, my face was tore all to pieces. My teeth had come out through the side of my face and took part of my face and stuff with me. And I was facing a lot of surgeries and a lot of different things. My buddy that I had breakfast with yesterday morning come to the hospital and see me and walked in the room and walked out. He didn't recognize the person laying in the bed. That little girl got up in faith, believing in her God and the promises of her God at 10 years old and had that church pray. That was on a Sunday. The wreck happened Friday night or 1.30 Saturday morning. That was on a Sunday. Monday morning, they moved me into a room out of intensive care and set one bone in my face. That's all they said and all they touched. I come home from the hospital. I don't know Jesus other than a cuss word. I come home from the hospital. We don't know where we're going to get the next meal from. I had no money coming in. We didn't know who was going to make the house payments. I didn't know how I'd pay the electric bills because I was facing months and months of being off of work. Up in the driveway pulls a station wagon, 
It's loaded down with food. They come in and they paid 160, we're talking in 1965, $161 or $65 electric bill. It was the first church of God in Mason, Ohio. The youth had come together for me and my family. Don't tell me that God's promises are not real. All because of the prayers of a little 10-year-old girl that was willing to stand upon the promises of God. One of Jesus' strongest upbraids was when he would upbraid people for being, O ye of little faith. O ye of little faith. He told the disciples that was in the boat, he said, I'll meet you on the other side. They got all tore up and I said, why would he tell them he's going to meet them on the other side if he didn't know they were going to get there? I have the promise this morning that Jesus is going to meet me, Sue, on the other side this morning. I'm standing on that promise that what God has given Jesus, the devil cannot take away. No man can pluck us out of his hand. If you don't go to heaven today, it'll be because of your own stubbornness, your own unwillingness to accept the promises of God. And the promises of God, all of the yea and God, all of the promises, all of the hope, all of the blessings of God are contained in one place, and that is a cross of Calvary. It was all purchased and paid for at the cross of Christ. Listen to this. Paul said in the 37th verse, the 8th chapter, and I'll tell you something, as a young Christian, when I first got saved, man, I hung on to these three verses of Scripture uh, like they were my lifeline. Um, he said, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, shout, nor height, nor depth, shall be any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. As Brother Perry would say, that's good preaching, Sister Jean. It'll stand the torments of the fire. God said that when you walk through the fire, I'll walk through beside you. God said through the angel on the day that Jesus was lifted up and carried away, why stand ye here gazing? He's coming back in the like manner. Jesus is coming back. I may go to meet him through death. I may go to meet him through the rapture. Or he may come back and gather me up in some other way. I don't know. But either way, I'm going when Jesus comes or I'm going when I quit breathing. And I want to tell you here this morning, Debbie, I want to tell you something this morning. I want you to get it down in your heart and your soul. God said he would be your husband. That's in his word. Uh, You others that have lost someone or without someone, let me tell you this morning, God will be what you need him to be. Uh, And you cannot outgive God. God is the sanctifier. He's the giver of life. He's the giver of peace. He's joy unspeakable and full of glory. He's your helpmate in a time of trouble. He'll lift you up when you're 
bowed down. He'll carry you when you can't walk. And when it comes time for you to pass over, the blood will see you through. There is a lamb, glory be to God. Woo! I'm going to tell you something this morning. I feel like preaching them. I feel like I'm about 15 or 20 years old and got the strength this morning of Joshua. As he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm going through, praise God, praise God. I'm going through. I went into a barber shop here a while back. They said, uh, where you been? I hadn't seen them for 15, 20, 30 years. Little town. I went to see the barber. When I got saved, he said, how long is that going to last? Two weeks? I come back to tell him it's been over 30 some years, brother. It'll hold. God's promises are sure. All of God's promises was nailed to the tree. And all of the God's promises was removed from the tomb for me. Larry, little is much when God is in it. I, I, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm glad I'm on my way. Jesus said... That I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. And he told him there, he said, where I am, there you may be also. Say, preacher, I don't know about this Jesus. This one's got a Jesus, that one's got a Jesus. I'm talking about the only Jesus that ever came back from the dead. That's the only one in the Bible that was ever prophesied of. He was a great teacher. He was a great learned person to speak. He was a great preacher as well. But let me tell you something. He is the Savior. He is the very present help in time of trouble. He is the healer. He is the sanctifier. He is the glory of God incarnate that man's seen and touched and walked on this earth with. Praise God. praise God. That's what I say. Praise God. Praise God. You can't earn this kind of peace. You can't buy it. You can't give it to nobody. They have to get it on their own. God promised me that he would be faithful to me. He promised me that his word can't fail. You know what's wrong with the drug programs and stuff in our country today? They're telling people that they can do it. They can't do it. I've been there, honey. I've walked those streets. You can't do it on your own. They tell people they can take this drug and substitute it for that drug, and after a while they'll get them off. If you can't get them off of one drug, how are you going to get them off another drug? I mean, that's common sense. Amen. You want me to tell you what the healing of the nation is? It's when it repents and turns to Jesus Christ and accepts Him in all of His humility, all of His glory, and rewards Him for all that He's done through the sacrifice of praise from their lips. Talk about our servicemen. Bless their hearts. But let me tell you something. There is no army that can be victorious all the time. 
There's no preacher that can preach with the power of the Holy Spirit on him all the time. There are days, there are days, and there are days that we're covered with the glory and the manifestation of God upon us. And sometimes there are days that we walk in the power and the privilege and with the purpose of God in our hearts. But for the most part, we go about our lives, we're unconcerned about what's going on us, we pass lost people on the street, and we don't even look at them. I'm as guilty as anybody else because I'm busy. As Larry said, i got problems of my own. But there are days that come along, Bobby, that I know I have been in the will of the Master. I thank God for those days. And I'm like the rest of you, if I'd admit it. I don't want my books of my life thrown open for everybody to look at. <laughs> I try, but I don't succeed. They told my wife when we got married, it would never last. Well, that's the best thing ever happened to her. She just didn't know it. Go ahead, the rest of you men feel the same way. If you ain't got guts enough, to say it. <laughs> Brother Smith, you're what, 83 now, you told me, or 84? 83. You're just a kid, Bob, and you're thinking about retard. How are you? Little Amanda, thank you. You want a good marriage? You want a prosperous marriage? You want a good life with your mate? Put Jesus in between you and her and let him wrap his arms around both of you and hold you tight. You want to break the drug habit? Let Jesus fill your heart and spirit so full it ain't got room for anything else. Then you won't be one day at a time I smoked two to four packs of cigarettes a day. Sue, I struggled with them things and struggled with them things and struggled with them things trying to quit them. I chewed tobacco. I chewed gum. I ate candy. I chewed and smoked cigars. I don't know what I done. I, I smoked a pipe till I peeled all the skin off my tongue trying to quit. Trading one thing for another one. And then one day, I had got down to one cigar a day. I stopped, the truck stop's gone now, it up on old uh, Interstate 71, up at the 165 mile marker. I went in, I wouldn't carry them in the truck with me because I, I, I knew I couldn't quit then. I'd smoke a half pack of cigarettes, never realized what I'd done if I had them with me. I bought me a cigar, Bobby, and oh, I played with that thing as I went back out the truck. I drank me a cup of coffee and didn't smoke it. Sue, I got up and sat down in the seat of that old truck. I'll never forget that. And I reached for that cigar to strip that down and get ready to smoke it. And I heard the, word, the Lord speak to me. He said, if you lay that down, you're done with it. 
If you light it, you're going to go through the same thing again tomorrow. I laid that cigar on the dash. I haven't had one yet to this day. That was 40-some years ago, 43 years ago now, I think it was. I kept that cigar for about 35 years. <laughs> it reminded me of the power of God. You know, it's the same thing when I drank. I was a heavy drinker, and I took drugs when I was drinking, so I wouldn't pass out. But when I got up off the altar, I had been on a big one the day before. When I got up off that altar, I was sober, and God took the desire from that away from me. It makes me sick to even get around it yet today. The problem we've got today, church, and I don't know who I'm talking to in here this morning, but when you keep your mind set on those things that behind you, they will draw you back. They will draw you back. They will draw you back. You cannot escape sin. You must be redeemed from sin. And only through the blood of the Lamb. God's promise, he said, he would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. I don't have to worry where my next meal comes from. I don't have to worry where I'm going to sleep at night. I don't have to worry about my wife running around on me or cheating on me. I don't have to worry about who's taking care of my children because they're put under the umbrella of God. They're put under the umbrella of God. They're not my responsibility anymore. They're God's responsibility. If mom and dad, listen to me here this morning, as DJ says, if you take one thing away from here, take this this morning. If mom and dad and grandma and grandpa would get their fingers off their children and let God deal with them you'd see a change in some lives oh my goodness let me go over here to John chapter 14 most of you know it by heart I want it correctly. It's already 20 after. Chapter 14, verse 1. I want to uh, <clears throat> say something about this discourse here. If you'll look at that in your Bibles, that chapter 14 was a division that was put into this by man. This is not where Jesus started a new conversation. He was continuing on with the old conversation. Simon Peter, in the 36th verse of the 13th chapter, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, Whither I go, thou canst not follow now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I not follow thee now? I will lay down my life for your sake. For thy sake. Jesus answered him, Wilt thou lay down thy life for my sake? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. Then he goes on with this while he's talking to Peter. He said, Let not your heart be, in tr be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. 
In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know, and the way you know. You're here this morning, and I, I, by the grace of God, I'm not going to let anyone out of here without knowing the way to go. The way is to repent of your life, take Jesus as your Savior, get up and walk in newness of life in Christ Jesus. It's that simple, is to believe what God said. He said, I go to prepare a place. He said, Peter, you're going to mess up, and before the crop, crows three times, you're going to deny me. He said, Peter, you're going to fail completely. But he said, I go to prepare a place for you, Peter. And it's not only for Peter, it's for you and I. Some of you here this morning may think that you've committed the unpardonable sin. I've failed God and I can't repent of it. There's no way of getting out of it. That's a lie out of hell. As long as the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin, you can be saved. too simple preacher it's too simple it's too simple no God made it that way that even the weak and the weary and the lost the hungry the lame they can all be brought in through what Jesus did for you see God loves each and every one of us he hates the sin but he loves the sinner. That's the reason he gave you all these promises this morning. When you get discouraged on your journey, take it to Jesus. It's no sin to tell Jesus I'm beat up. I don't know what to do next. It's no sin to tell him I've been wrong, God, and I cannot get this out of my heart. Please take it away from me. It's no sin to tell God I don't understand why they had to go away from me. It's no sin to tell God you gave me this child. Why would you take this child away from me? It's no sin to tell God that you are immortal. You are not an immortal person. You are not all-knowing. You are not all-seeing. It's okay to tell God I'm weak, Jesus. I don't know which way to go or which way to turn. But Jesus, I know one thing, that where you you are that's where my help is uh, when I'm able Jesus to turn it over to you everything pales in comparison Whew. one more promise I know I know big mouth preachers if you get to feeling some of what I'm feeling this morning you'd get mouthy too There's quite a bit I'm going to read here. It's next to the last chapter in the book of Revelation, the 15th verse of the 20th chapter. And there again, the chapter's breaking where the Holy Spirit is speaking. It's been broken by man, but this is continuation of what God given John. And he said, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. These promises are not without responsibility. They are not without revelation as to who you are and what you can become in Christ Jesus. And he said in the 21st, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. 
For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. There was no more sea. And he said, And I, John, saw that holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, neither crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful, or these promises will come to pass. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. It don't get no better than that, as the hillbillies say. He says in the 12th verse, 22nd chapter, Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me. To give every man according to his work shall be. So it does away with purgatory. His reward's with him. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto the church testify to you of these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and the morning star. Now this is, I'm going to close with this. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophets of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written. And if any man shall take away, you know the rest of it. So it still comes back to Pilate's hall, doesn't it? It still comes back to what Pilate asked the multitude. It still comes back to the same saying in the 22nd century or 21st century that it was said in the 1st century, what will you do with this man called Jesus. Boy, it gets quiet on that, doesn't it? There was a day in my life, Sue, that God asked me in my heart that question. He said, Bill, what are you going to do with Jesus? I had a choice. I could either accept him into my heart, Liz, or I could get up and walk out the door. I sat there, a tug of war going, a battle, much like the day I was married. You're going to find that humorous, but I've been close to death several times. My life has never passed before my eyes, but the day I got married, my life passed before my eyes. I thought, I get married, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't go here. I can't go there. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. That day in there. Go forward. Don't go. Go to the altar. Don't go. 
And then that little small voice said, This day your soul shall be required. This day, this day. I wonder this morning if there's somebody in here that senses that they've had call after call after call from God. And they've rejected that call to the point that they've begun to presume upon the grace of God that that call will always be there. Honey, there's two ways you lose the call. One of them is God closes the door to you like he did on Noah when he closed the door on the ark. Nobody could get in. The second one is death may close your eyes before you ever respond. What will be your answer this morning? as the musicians come. What will you do with this man called Jesus? What will you do with the promises that God has made through and by him to you and I? Will you accept him and accept eternal life through him? Or will you reject him and destroy him? any hope in your life? Will you pass him by or will you stop and say, I want you to be my Savior, Jesus. I want to join the family of God. Will you stop this morning and say, God, I've carried this load of grief and pain too long and too far. Can I give it to you this morning? Can I let you solve the problems with my children? May I give you the troubles that's in my heart? May I give you the weight that weights me down? May I give you my children or my grandchildren that are caught up in drugs, Lord, and wait for you to take care of this thing? And God, if you'll take me, Will you take the sorrow away from my heart, this pain deep down in my soul, and will you carry that pain? It's become too heavy for me. I've heard your promises, Jesus. Now I want to see the victory that you've promised. Say, oh, you should never talk to God like that. Why not? He speaks a language that we can all understand. He said... Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you in a house this morning that's divided? You serve the Lord. Your wife does it. Your wife serves the Lord. You do. Your children serve the Lord, and you as parents don't. I don't know your lives. I don't know what your homes is like. I've been in some. But I want to tell you this morning, and be it ever understood by everyone that's in here this morning, I don't care what the problem is, Jesus Christ is the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. Preacher, you don't know the way it is in my house. I've been passed from foster home to foster home, and now these people have adopted me, but they're not my parents. You're where God wants you. You're where God wants you. Let him use you. Would you stand, please? As they get ready to sing this morning, these altars are always open, but they're still open this morning.
As I get ready to sing this morning, I want you to know this morning that God loves you. Say, preacher, I, I, don't, I don't know how anybody could love me. I don't know how God could love me. I don't feel loved. Well, if you look back 2,000 plus years ago, there was a place called Calvary. There was a cross there. There was a man named Jesus Christ nailed to that cross. He fulfilled all of the promises in the Old Testament. Every jot and every tittle that was mentioned about the coming Messiah, about Shiloh, all of these were fulfilled in one person. His name was Jesus Christ. He was born of a virgin. I don't care what the theologians in these try to tell you today. He was virgin born. His dad was God Almighty. And the reason being, he had to be sinless in the bloodline. And the male carried the bloodline. He fulfilled all of the law, every last bit of it. He crossed every T. He dotted every lie. I. He walked to Calvary and he gave up his life completely they did not take it from him he yielded himself when he could have called millions of angels down and destroyed them all and he did it all for you and me for you and me if I had testimony service in here there's some of you could stand up and testify what God's delivered you from but there's some in here this morning that don't want to go no farther than salvation you grow or you stagnate you must grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible tells us. But the promises of God this morning are yea. He loves you. He wants to hold you in his arms. He wants to whisper in your ear the truth of his grace and the bounty that's in this book. The hidden gems that people have read for thousands of years They've read this book, and they still cannot get, they cannot exhaust it. Sue, you cannot, you cannot go beyond the living Word of God. That's why I hold on to my old book. I love you this morning as they sing. Would you make your way down front? Tell the Lord what you need.